0: This is a day that I will live in infamy. Those words are speaking by President Franklin Roosevelt, December 7th, 1941. 80 years and a day over a month. Another day that I will live forever in infamy. January 6th, 2021. January 6th, 2021 was the day when white privilege spilled over. Racism spilled over. Hatred spilled over. And it spilled into the Capitol building, one of the main government buildings of the United States of America. What was heard, or what was supposed to be heard, were the cries of the oppressed and unheard American white men and women. But what was really heard? Speaking with a lot of my friends and people I don't even know. So, shout out to the internet for sparking conversation both internationally and domestically. I got a lot of people saying I'm embarrassed by this. White people, and not even just from the United States. England, Australia, Canada, France, Spain, Venezuela. They were all saying, I don't understand. I'm embarrassed. I don't get why it's like this. See, the world got an inside view of what we've been seeing for a long time. And what was heard, it wasn't cries of oppression and unheard and being unheard and and unfairness. It was cries of entitlement. It was a cry of things didn't go my way and I can't handle it because I'm used to a system that is built to placate everything that I want. And here's the crazy part. It wasn't just my friends who are, for lack of a better word, regular people. That noticed this, the embarrassment that is the United States at the moment and the embarrassment that the United States has been for the past more than four years. Trust me, but definitely these last four years and definitely this last few months, this comes from actual politicians and public figures of other countries. I'm going to quote three of them. I quote, we must call this out for what it is, a deliberate assault on democracy by sitting president and his supporters. Attempting to overturn a free and fair election. These next four words are my favorite. The world is watching. That was Irish Minister of Foreign Affairs, Simon Colvaney. This next one comes from a Palestinian official named Hanan Ashwari. I'm sorry if I said that wrong. But as an MC, I hear this one and this one struck a chord with me. Certain words hit me differently. And this is, as we say in the MC world, this is a bar. Quote, while people in Palestine and in many other places in the world are struggling to achieve democracy, there are those in the U.S. who are actively sabotaging theirs. Despots everywhere thrive on repression, oppression and violence. I meant to look up if I said the word despot the right way, but whatever. They poll. But here is one of my favorites. Here is an interesting one. It's short. It's sweet. to the point. Doesn't say much, but it says everything. Quote. Disgraceful scenes in the uh, disgraceful scenes in the U.S. Congress. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, A.K.A. the Trump of Europe, <laughs> even the Orange One's biggest copycat, said this is this isn't how it's supposed to be. And it leads to a bunch of questions: Is like, well, what the hell was the protest about? What was this about? Cause let's look down a list of. Different groups that have had to protest in this country. Blacks protested against, I can do an entire episode on that. But let's just go through the highlights. Oppression. Systemic oppression. Redlining. Slavery. Put that in bold letters. Incarceration rates that are much higher. Me being caught with such and such and the same white dude getting caught with the same amount. I'm getting five years. He's getting probation. Probation. Huh? People of the LGBTQ and all the other letters that I can't think of right now community fought for the right to love whoever they want in public, whether that be in front of the state or in front of God to dress how they want to be who they want to be. Women, especially black women, they fought for you name it oppression, the right to vote equal pay, equal respect, To not be made a sex symbol and just used as something that I can lust after. And what did these guys protest against again yesterday? Because an election was rigged? That fascinates me. What fascinates me more is that they went to war for a dude that don't do nothing for him. This is the same rich man who wouldn't be caught dead with people of this tax bracket, this level of education. They went to war for a dude that said before they stormed the Capitol, I'll be there with you. And right before they stormed the Capitol, dude got in his tank and went the other way while his people went and fought a war for him. But let's say for argument's sake that, okay, yeah, it was rigged. It was rigged. This is definitely something that we can't stand for in our democracy. I'm with that. Let's fight the cause. But my issue is, where were these people in 2016 or 17, 18, when it was proven that the 16 election was messed with by an outside country? Where was that energy then? That makes me think this has nothing to do with the rigging of an election. Come on now. And let me say this very clearly before I even go forward. I am not anti-white. Not at all. I am pro-black. You can bet that. That's the home team. Matter of fact, as a New Yorker born and raised in the Bronx. But that's the only home team that I run with. (laughs) I'm a Trailblazers fan. I'm a Patriots fan, which is ironic, pre-Brady days. I'm a Penguins fan. Yes, I like hockey, and I'm a White Sox fan. But for this one, yeah, I'm home team all the way. But that has nothing to do with me wanting to lesser my Hispanics, white, Asian, Whatever else is out there. Everything else is out there. That has nothing to do with that. Why? Because I see the human in everybody. And I had to be careful how I said this one. Not because I'm afraid of offending anybody. Just because these had to be chosen. These words had to be chosen a certain way. I can see the human being in everybody. Yes, I see color. I'm not dumb. I'm not going to say nothing stupid like that. Or oh, I don't see color. Of course I see color. But I'm not going to associate your color immediately with the acts of a few. But here's the problem. This is why I said I had to be careful with my words here. The acts of a few—that's not really a few. Seventy million people voted for this dude. A lot of white women voted for this dude. The same women who, for years—and I'm not blaming y'all, most of you—but if the shoe fits, it—if it, the shoe fits, give me your address. I'll order it and I'll mail it to you myself. So if you're offended by this, I don't care. These are the same ones that will call rape. On black men. Because they did something they wanted to do. But then it was found out. Or they felt guilty about it. But Trump. Grab the pussy. Do this. Do that. Caught with Epstein. I'm not going to say that word. But. You get what I'm going. I'm not going to look at you as a white person. Walking into my field of view. And automatically assume you're like everybody else. I'm not going to do that. Do I work with people like this? 70 million people voted for this dude. Absolutely. They might not be as upfront about it. They might be a little bit in the closet when they go home. They're rallying behind what they saw yesterday. And I'm recording this on the 7th. This might be published another day. But no, I'm not anti-white, nor am I political. I am not Democrat. I am not Republic. I am not Whig. I'm not any of that. I'm not working class party. I don't even know what that is. The idea of politics is just a faulty one. The idea of politics working for... The common man is a flawed system. It's not possible. If you think that a human is going to constantly put his family and him at a deficit for the greater good of somebody else over and over again, then you're a fool and you fell fell for the bait. I don't believe in politics. This is not political for me. This is human shit. And I'm not going to get into the, oh, if they're a black imagine. We know all that. I spoke on that yesterday, but we know all that. We understand that already. Matter of fact, I'm going to let Gilly do that. I'm going to let Gilly talk about that. Imagine some niggas invading the White House. I saw a meme that said, well, that escalated quickly over four years. Funny meme, I get it. 2016, I get it. But it's been a lot longer than that. This ain't nothing new. This has been brewing. I can't say that word. If you know me, I can't say that word. This has been a slow fire that has been burning for a long time. It just happened to boil over today, but my question is, why is everybody so shocked? I'm not that I think it would be this grandiose of a situation, this grand of a, of a situation. Yeah, I did actually, and this was just a show. This ain't the real. Sh- this 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 was the undercard. This ain't the main event. And but I'm curious why people are so shocked by this. You should have seen this come in 2016, 17, 18, definitely 19 and. Definitely 2020. But the problem is there's a false sense of security that democracy will never fail. Democracies fail all the time. You go down a list. Uganda, Iraq, Ghana, North Korea, Venezuela. Matter of fact, let me read this to you. I pulled this off the internet. So it says let me tell you a story about a populist leader who won a majority of the vote, which this dude did it. I'm talking about the orange one. Yet a majority of the country hated and feared him. He rallied up his people by turning them against A, the press, B, calling them for A, the press calling them false news. He pointed toward a minority group and said that they were to blame for their Latin life. Take the country back, whatever the f- whatever that means. And that Jews were the reason that their lives were awful. And he'd take care of that problem while making the country great again. Jews gave that away, but that's Adolf Hitler. That's Germany. Hmm, Sounds very familiar, right? Super familiar. Like I've seen this show before. And we all know what's going on here. This was made clear a long time ago. Kaepernick made this clear. (laughs) This is a dude that lost his career after going to the Super Bowl, turning a franchise around. Suddenly he wasn't good enough to play in the league. But Drew Stanton was. This is a guy that lost his career because he was protesting by kneeling, by the way, which only hurts him if his knees hurt. Kneeling against an anthem that was written by francis scott key a former slave owner (laughs) and this is one of the lyrics that was taken out because it's not politically correct to say this even though you never know in the future this might be put back into the national anthem and it rhymes as an mc it rhymes it says no refuge can save the hireling or slave Mm. yeah don't nail against that man you're disrespecting the flag. but my question now is What's going to happen to the dude that broke into Pelosi's office, who had the flag on the side, laid down on the desk with his feet up on her on her desk? Was that not disrespecting the flag? Was that not disrespecting the troops? I wrote in one of my songs how I don't think that any veteran should pay taxes for the rest of their life. That's disrespecting the veterans. That's disrespecting the military. And the thing is that this isn't anything new. This is the signs were there. Anybody remember October 8th during the COVID COVID crisis? FBI caught a bunch of dudes that was going to kidnap the governor of Michigan. I think her name is Whitmer. What movie is this from? I've seen this before. But it was on Netflix, not actually in real life. Same dudes that was out there armed. Blocking healthcare care workers in Lansing because they was blocking the Capitol building, protesting, quote unquote, while these healthcare workers are trying to get to, to the hospital to relieve their brothers and sisters during the middle of a pandemic where people are dropping like flies. <laughs> but we're the terrorists because we stand there and we scream and we make chants and we say we don't want this. We don't want that. And the other part that I find funny and ironic is I wonder how many of these people, there was a lot of people in that group will get COVID or not insured. And will now want the government to help them pay for them bills. And a funny part is the spin is already in. I heard today that that was a false flag operation. What a false flag operation is, is people who try to say those were not Trump people. Those are people that were hired by the opposition and acted a certain way to make it seem like this group was acting wild. (laughs) Really? The next spin And the crazy part is is me saying it sarcastically is almost not even far-fetched. The next spin will be that Fox News will say something like, well, they just wanted to see the democratic process up close. (laughs) And the crazy part about that is also, some people will be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But you turn that around and if I peacefully protest, like black people did, a lot of white people did, thank you, Hispanic people, everybody did with Floyd. We're all getting rubber bullets. We're all getting rubber bullets. We're all getting flash grenades and pepper spray. These dudes barely got hit. Huh? You gas people for peacefully protesting outside of the White House so the orange one can get a photo op at a church across the street that the lady inside the church knew was bullshit. She wouldn't say that word. She's a holy lady, but I'll say it. it was bullshit. Where all the people that were saying Black Lives Matters with thugs were, if they were thugs, then what do you call this? starts with a T as well. And they bring guns to all the protests. They show that force. They show that they rallies. They got their guns out. Oh, we're tough with the guns. Nothing changes. No laws are created. But in 1967, let's go all the way back there. Six Black Panthers were arrested for bringing guns to the state building in California. 30 members of the Black Panthers protested on the steps of California State House, saying it's time for black people to arm themselves. And you know what happened after that? Politicians from California, including Republican Superman Ronald Reagan, Mr. Drugs himself, enacted something called the Mulford Act, which prohibits the open carry of loaded firearms in the state capitol. Hmm. What happened with all of these dudes, though? What's going to change after this? If only Huey Newton and Bobby Sill got the same amount of love for being a Black Panther as the one that Disney put on the screens two years ago did. Rest in peace, Chadwick. These dudes rushed the Capitol building. <laughs> they rushed the Capitol building. The people inside, the lawmakers, and a lot of the Republicans, and the Democrats got their crap with them, too. I'm not... I'm not clearing them of clean slate but let's keep it funky one body's a little more guilty the Frankenstein and a monster that they created came knocking on the door and it took that monster to knock on the door and scare the shit out of them for them to start trying to change their pace change their stance change their view they all put on they had to put on gas masks because the mob outside was acting on a provocation of the acting president of the United States United underscore. Is this not treason? Is it? I think it is. You know what? If this is treason, the example I'm going to bring, which was a talking point on all of these news outlets, Obama wore a tan suit in 2014. (laughs) A tan suit. Instead of, I guess, it's a blue suit that the United States president is supposed to wear. Gang, gang. He wore a tan suit and these are some of the quotes. I'm just I saw a boss, but this is just one because it came from my state of New York. Republican Peter King called Obama's wearing of the suit unpresidential, and he stated that quote, "There's no way I don't think any of us can excuse what the president did yesterday. I mean, here goes those words again: You have the world watching, and guess what I ain't seen nothing from this dude yesterday." <laughs> Now, let's talk about treason. Everybody thinks, and they heard on TV, the treason is death. The penalty for treason is death. True. That's what it says on a website that I saw. I'm no constitutional lawyer, but that's what this one says. However, there's another side to it. So let's say this dude did get arrested for this and charged with this. The other side, and I could be reading this wrong, but from what I see, it says, or shall be imprisoned no less than five years, so five years, and fined no less than $10,000. This dude poops 10 grand like how I poop actual poop. And I'm very regular. Any girlfriend I've dealt with that has stayed in the house with me for more than three hours will tell you that. My coworkers will tell you that. Eric always leaves for 20 minutes twice a day. But what happens now? Nothing. Because it wasn't black people doing this. There are different laws for us. The fact that the image of us will be that we are the bad ones. We are the savages. Is what boggles my mind. We don't shoot up schools. We don't bum rush government buildings. For years, we were accused of raping white women that chose us because fucking a nigger is dirty. And I'm gonna speak on this also. And this isn't to offend anybody. But the truth is the truth. The obsession and the sexualization of the black penis is a phenomenon on its own. The black dick is a fetish. And I don't want to say pause on this. I'm not going to. I'm going to say this to my black kings. We are some sexy MFs. We got the charm. We got the swagger. We got the confidence. We have the look. And we have the big dick stereotype that I've heard many times from other <laughs> women that that's not always true. That's fine. It's all about you fake it till you make it. A lot of times she gets down there and you got a little dick. I mean, she's already she's already committed, right? There are some heartless ones out there that'll walk away though. I've heard the stories. what i digress i've had my own situation with this in college i dated a girl that was colombian her dad found out and her dad told her and she told me this if you bring that i think i used the word right moreno right if you bring that moreno back in my house i'm going to remind you that i know how to hide his body example number two i know a um a girl Family was from Eastern Europe, but she was raised um in Queens. She was dating a black dude all through high school, through college. They were together for years. This dude adored this girl. Her mom was passing and her mom's, or I think it was her dad. Yeah, I think it was her mom was passing. And her mom's dying wish was, don't marry that nigger. So she didn't. And she dated a guy that was from her country. And you know what happened? This happened a couple of years ago. A dude from a country? punched her in the eye truck driver punched her in the eye broke her orbital bone you know what happened with the black dude he just finished up his residency in a hospital in Philadelphia Oof. but don't marry that nigga <laughs> you get your eye broken as long as it's broken by one of your own kind and it's frustrating because it's like we are so wanted we are so followed and so hated I actually wrote a line that had to do with a lot of the um minority not the minority excuse me the non-black women that i have dealt with in time and space that my friends have dealt with that people have dealt with not all obviously i'm not speaking of all but if the shoe fits and you feel offended then yeah i'm talking to you and this goes for latino and latina families as well my example of the colombian girl speaks on that i spit a line on my man organismic's album and it said your friends love me but dad won't condone. I can come inside your mouth, but can't come inside your home. How many of y'all can relate to that one? And here's the crazy part. There are still people out there that to say that we're making this shit up. This is all, this is just black people just making excuses and complaining. All we do is complain like there's some hidden black pact that was started when the first slave ship arrived in Jamestown in 1619. They're going to say, we're going to hand down, even though we couldn't read and write, write <laughs> we're going to hand down this secret clause this secret contract to generations and generations for four or five hundred years and blame the system that we don't even know exists yet we're going to tell them all to blame the system and they're all going to just make excuses black people in 2020 and 21 can't even agree over lebron or mike who's the best and we all know it's lebron james because lebron james had more to deal with he had more responsibility When he left Cleveland, Cleveland had 61 wins. They went to 19 with the same roster, minus a Junus who was like 66 years old. When Mike left the Bulls to play for my White Sox, they went from 57 wins to 55. LeBron James is the greatest. And here's the funny part, too. They'll say that we're just inherently lazy and dumb. Anybody with an ounce of intelligence and reason can see how that's flawed. Because let me ask you this. If you can say that to your coworker, think about yourself. Because nobody expected us to be able to do that job. Nobody expected us to be able to shine in that position. So we had to go twice, three times, four times, five times as hard than you probably had to to get that position. We were counted out. We weren't, hand- we weren't able to handle that job, so we had to fight for it. Mm. Now we're in the same position. We were too dumb to be quarterbacks at one point. I'm going to break it down to that simple. But now look at your top quarterbacks in the league. <laughs> you got Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, of course. Those guys are goats. Those guys those guys are all-time greats. But now you look at that list, it's getting pretty dark. Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. I think Jalen Hurts just took somebody's job in Philly. And um, what's that dude? The dude, that sounds like a frog. The, um, the dude he played in Texas. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, that guy, he's pretty good jess allen and justin herbert is all you got left and i like them too actually i really like justin herbert there's the idea that we just want to sit around and do drugs Mm. the american addiction center says that 7.7 percent of people that are addicted to drugs are white 6.8 are black not a huge difference i'm not a mathematician but round up eight is a higher number than seven so why are we the ones that's pulled that's that's that said that that's that that's blamed and accused of being just druggies. And what I love most when this is all said and done is when the, um, the most privileged party pulls the victim card when we speak about this. And I love when you pull the victim card because that means I can pull the same card. I speak my mind about some of the things that's going on and you get offended. What about me? Well, what about you? Tell me, what about you? Do you want to pull out the resumes of the times that you were victimized as as as, and compare it to the times that my people were victimized because you got to wait a while i got to get that paper and print that out it's going to take a long time you want to compare yours and i can pull up top of my head black wall street tuskegee experiment jim crow incarceration numbers slavery again let's bring that up and i saw this meme never forget the alamo never forget 9-11 which i agree with that was a horrible situation that should be remembered. And I'm sorry to anybody that lost a life that day and everything that happened after that. But then they'll follow up and say, but slavery, move on. Okay, cool. (laughs) Then you got these people out here now that's trying to equate, equate, going into the Capitol building with protesters, rioting and destroying their own neighborhood bomb and pop stores. And the crazy crazy part about all of this is that we as black people are still welcoming You're still allowed in our club. This is obviously not the same level, but it's almost like Giants fans hating Patriots fans, which I said I am. You guys beat us twice, yet you hate us. Shouldn't I hate you? (laughs) You people oppressed my people for years. Shouldn't I hate you? But I don't want revenge. I just want equality. That backfired on us when Dylan Roof the the dickhead that went to a church in South Carolina and shot up them people in that church. Dylan Roof came in and the black people welcomed him in for their Bible study. You know what he did? He shot that shit up. You think if I walk into a church in deep South Louisiana, Alabama, Arkansas, Texas, go to Jedediah, say, "Can I join you and share the word of God?" That I'm going to be accepted. <laughs> My people can't even jog down a block without being gunned down in a white neighborhood. But I'm the bad guy. Why am I so angry? And there's definitely biases on both sides. My mom told me straight up, don't bring a white girl home. She said, there's an old saying. I don't know how many of my black people know this one. If she can't use your comb, don't bring her home. <laughs> now, I don't agree with that. I date who I want. But I think my mother's stance is a little more understandable. And I'll end with this. And this is specifically for the blacks for Trump's, the Latinos for Trump's. And I don't even mean this politically. I can't get mad at something I don't believe in. But to support a man like that and deny that what he represents is divisive and trash and terrible. You need to look at yourself to the Latinos. Remember when Puerto Rico had that hurricane. And he went down there and he was showing how flawless his jump shot form was while he was shooting paper towels into the crowd. That's who you think has your best interest. And I want to ask the people that are blacks for Trump, Latinos for Trump. How comfortable do you think you would have been walking past that crowd yesterday with no Trump propaganda paraphernalia, nothing on your regular clothes? And I don't mean for the Spanish people that look like Tom Brady. I mean, for my man, that look like Miguelito from up the block. Omar from up the block. Yaritza from up the block. How comfortable are you? How comfortable are you, Jamal? Who probably name change your names like earl or gregory which is actually my name which is a super corny name how comfortable would you feel walking through that crowd with no trump propaganda or uh paraphernalia because they're not going to see you as the black trump supporter they're going to see you as the black dude and those of you that are willfully ignorant to the privileges that you are not afforded i don't hate you i feel for you but i feel worse for y'all that genuinely don't see it what jay-z said Light nigga, dark nigga, faux nigga, real nigga, rich nigga, poor nigga, house nigga, field nigga, still nigga. But here's the good. 2020 showed me that white people were standing with us. Convo started things, Started things started changing. The majority started calling out the majority and we need that one. And on this one, my people, I say, sit this one out because white people are doing very bad PR. They're doing very bad self PR. Not all white people, those white people. The veil has been lifted. The ugliness can't be hidden anymore. And the thing is, these people may not get jailed. At worst, their company might make a public statement of condemnation. They'll get fired. But the world knows who you are. Your kids know who you are. You got to come back when your adrenaline leaves. You got to come back. Who's going to accept you? My name is Iron.